welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, no matter how you made it here, whether you found us on social media or someone shared this for you with you, I am so thankful that you've stopped by. Please don't run off quite yet. Stick around for a bit and let's see what the Lord has for us today. I'm just excited to be here with you. And welcome to you, Reg regular listeners. Thank you for coming back uh, day after day. I just love being on this journey with you, thinking about God's Word, thinking about uh, the goodness of God and uh, about Jesus and about what He's done for us. And uh, oh, it's such a blessing to be here together with you. You know, we know that His Word is truth. Scripture says the sum of all of His Word is truth, and we need the truth, friends. Our world needs the truth. We're bombarded by the lies of that deceiver, that old devil who who is the father of lies. There is no truth at all in him. And so uh, that is uh, what the world comes at us with. But we can know the truth. We can know the one true living God and we can know his word. He's so graciously given us this written word. And I'm just excited for us to spend time here together. I continue to pray for you daily. I continue to pray that the Lord will draw you closer to him, that he'll give you more of a desire to know him and his word and that you will um, just draw closer to him as the more that you spend time with him i encourage you to please don't let this be the only time you think about his word today Uh, please let there be other times that you're putting your mind uh, setting your mind and your your heart on him throughout the day whether it's working on a memory verse um working on a small group Bible study lesson or your Sunday school lesson, praying, worshiping, uh, just all of these things uh, help us to focus our mind on Him, and it's just so important. I love to hear from you, so if you feel so lit, send me a message sometime. Let me know what the Lord's doing in your life as you're spending more time with Him, and uh, know that you can find my email down in the show notes. It's a word for this day at gmail.com. Well, our verse for the day for the 18th of January, 2024, comes from the letter to the Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 18, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. We were just talking about the truth, and friends, we have to know the truth. And so um, this is talking about, this is such an important uh, concept for us to understand. It is because of this verse, and because we are all unrighteous, and we are all sinners, that there was a need for a Savior. That's why Jesus came. And so I'm excited for us to park here and see what the implications are because of this unrighteousness and this sin in the world and the fact that we are all sinners. And um, so I'm excited for us to dig in. 
so this is the time that I think it's wise for us to think about where we are, what book or letter we're in, and get that little bit of background. And um, if you've not listened for a while, but you listened last year, you'll be able to tell that I've shortened this section quite a bit. It's not because I don't think it's important to do that background. I still think this discipline of thinking about which book or letter we're in, who may have written it, what the purpose of that book or letter was, uh, is still important for us to get the correct context. Uh, but I've shortened this a little bit just so um, because I've done it so much and you can listen to previous podcasts, but also so I have a little more time to do some other projects and some other writing and such to hopefully uh, continue to find ways to encourage others to be in God's Word. And um, so when we think about where we are, we are in this letter to the Romans, and this is one of Paul's letters. We know the Apostle Paul wrote it because at the beginning, he opens it very similarly to the way that he opens his other uh, well, his 13 letters, so his other 12 letters in the New Testament, he says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son who was descended from David according to the flesh and was, descend- was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul opens it right up. He gives us his credentials and tells us why he's writing, and I just love that. Paul tells us he's a servant of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle set apart for the gospel of God. And, you know, Paul was a Pharisee. We talked about this yesterday. He was in that uh, group of very zealous religious leaders who were zealous for the Old Testament law. Uh, but unfortunately, their zeal had clouded the um, that relationship, that having a relationship with God and and that God had said there would be a Messiah and that Jesus, in fact, was this one that they were uh, looking for. And Paul was in that group that when he heard about Christ, he was an opponent of the gospel and he persecuted believers and he was on his way to Damascus to uh, persecute more and to carry more of them off to jail when the Lord Jesus graciously met him on the Damascus road and said, Saul, Saul, he was also known as Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Paul said, uh, who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. So Paul had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus, and that forevermore changed the direction of his life. And I'm so thankful that it did. I'm so thankful that God didn't give up on him while he was an enemy of the cross of Christ, just like he didn't give up on us. You know, until we become believers, in Christ, we're seen as enemies of the cross of Christ. And you may say, well, no, I'm not an enemy. I just haven't made my decision. No, Scripture is clear about that. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. There's no middle of the road, friends. You're either with Him or you're against Him. And so Paul made that very clear 
Jesus made that clear. And so I'm so thankful, though, that uh, the Apostle Paul had that encounter with the Lord Jesus. And so after his conversion, we read in Galatians that he went away to Arabia for a couple of uh, three years, actually. And then he came back and started on his missionary journeys. And he had intended to go to Rome and meet the believers there. We can tell from his letter. Uh, But he had been prevented from going when he wanted to. And I'm so thankful for the providence of God that he didn't go when he wanted to because he wrote them this letter before he had met with them all in person to lay out uh, exactly this doctrine of the Christian faith and why we needed a Savior and how Jesus was that Savior. And it's such a wonderful uh, letter. It is jam-packed full of things and uh, just so important. It's just treasure after treasure after treasure. Um, But he lays it out and gives very very clear argument. He brings up questions that other people would have asked, and uh, God, just through the power of his Holy Spirit, gave Paul a very clear way to just write it all down, and I'm so thankful for that. And then right here where we are in the beginning is um, Paul is telling us why we need a Savior. Why did there need to be a gospel? And that's what we see in our uh, portion of Scripture today. And um, So I want to back up just a little bit and show you here where Paul uh, tells how he intended to come to Rome, but he was prevented, and then why he was coming to Rome. And then that leads right into our verse for the day. He says in Romans 1.13, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I've often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented in order that I may reap some harvest among you. In other words, he wanted people to know. He wanted there to be some salvations there. He says, uh, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks, which is the Gentiles, and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I'm eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. And let me just pause there and say that God had told Paul, uh, Jesus had told Paul that he would go to the lost sheep of Israel. He would preach to his brethren, the Israelites. He would preach to the Gentiles and he would preach to kings. He would be the one that was going to go everywhere, and his message would go out everywhere. And he was qualified to do it because God had graciously saved him through Jesus. Um, Even though he had been going the wrong way, uh, that showed God's grace and his mercy and his forgiveness and his deliverance and his redemption and his love. And Paul, who had been a murderer, uh, could turn around and say, and look what he did for me. He even used me. The the chiefest of sinners is how he describes himself in in another place in, in one of his letters. So he was eager to preach that gospel. And listen to what he says next about the gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith as it is written the righteous shall live by faith and then we roll into our next verse he says and this is our verse for the day for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness 
and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And so Paul is saying God's salvation is because of his righteousness. And and that's the good news of the gospel. He wasn't ashamed of that gospel, that good news of the gospel, because it is the power of God uh, for salvation to everyone who believes. And within that gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith and for faith. And so God's righteousness, his goodness, his graciousness, all those things, his deliverance, his mercy, his loving kindness are revealed through his gospel in the fact that he will save us. But also within that gospel is the reason that we needed the gospel. It's because God is righteous. He is holy. He is just. And his wrath, because he is a holy God, is going to come against all unrighteousness, all of those who push down the truth. And that was us before we were believers, friends. And Paul goes on to explain why we have no excuse because the things of God um, have been made evident have been made very clear and evident in the things that he's made. Listen to this. Um, He says, For what can be known about God is plain to them and to us, because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. And so none of us is without excuse for knowing the holiness and the eternal power and the divine nature of God, because God has given us nature and creation to be able to see that, even if no one even says a word. Uh, we read in Psalm 19, 1, that the heavens declare the glory of God. <laughs> and so it's evident in the things that have been made. And Paul is saying the wrath, God's wrath is coming against those who have suppressed the truth about him. That unrighteousness, God's wrath is coming out against all unrighteousness. And so we think, well, we don't have a chance, but we do, because even though we are all still sinners, and and Paul goes through, and I would encourage you to read the rest of chapter one and chapter two, because he brings up and says, well, you know, is there righteousness in following the law? And no, there wasn't because that was not good enough. And he goes on to say, because no one really could follow the law 100% except for Jesus. Jesus did. But then in chapter three, and I want to jump ahead to that, because even though this unrighteous God's uh, wrath is going to be revealed against all unrighteousness, Jesus paid the price for us so that we don't have to be the recipients of that wrath. He took that on himself because he loved us so. He bought us back. He paid the price. And we read here um, that no one is righteous. No, not one. We read that in Romans 3, 10. It says, as it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks God. All have turned aside together. They have become worse. 
worthless. No one does good, not even one. But thankfully, listen to this in verse 21. There's good news, even though uh, in our verse 18, it sounded like hope was lost. The good news of the gospel is hope is not lost. Hope is in the person of Jesus. Um, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, as Paul writes in in Second uh, Corinthians. But listen to this. It says in verse 21 of Romans chapter 3, but now... The righteousness of God has been manifest, manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. In other words, there's another way besides just following the rules, even though the law and the prophets told about it. Um, he says the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all believe, for there is no distinction for all have sinned, just like we've talked about, and fall short of the glory of God. And are justified by his grace as a gift. Here's the good news. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Oh, friends, that is the good news of the gospel. When we go, and that's why Paul was not ashamed of it. That's why he wanted everybody to know. That's why he sent this letter to the Romans. That's why he uh, didn't mind to suffer for Christ, uh, because there was good news for all of us who have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and who were going to be recipients of that wrath of God that was going out and will go out and has gone out against all unrighteousness. Um, that the good news is that Jesus came and he paid the price. And in doing that, God's righteousness is shown, his, his goodness, his holiness, his love, his grace, his mercy. And I am just so thankful. And friends, are you thankful for that? Can you give him thanks and praise that even though we were all headed for hell and to be the recipients of his wrath, that he made a way for us to come to him? He didn't have to, but that way is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, praise God for that. Praise Jesus for that. Praise him for his righteousness and his goodness and his grace and his love. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.